Welcome to Things Are Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet and media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. Oh, thank You're you. back. It's good to we be missed back. missed you. Oh, you guys are the, so sweet. The gang's back together. We literally thought you died for Halloween purposes alone. No, I think he yes. actually did die, and then uh, he got brought to life. But... It was a Halloween right. miracle. <laughs> I don't think that's when miracles happen. In the movie. (laughs) Following the the success of the Christmas miracle, we we bring you the Halloween miracle where (laughs) Stu has been killed and has been brought back to life. It's like the night before Christmas, but backwards and not real at all. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, this is our very seventh episode ever. You only have four awesome rounds. Yeah, lucky seven. Mm Now that we're not, uh, yeah, post-Halloween Lucky Sevens. Uh, four different rounds. Each round has a different theme and style. We have a few brand new rounds to introduce, which will be super fun. Uh, we'll explain the point systems on each one of those. And the three of you will vie for all the internet points. Uh, and now that the gang's back together, we will start with general trivia. Ooh. Yay! Oh. Pick me! <laughs> <laughs> General trivia, question one. What was the name of the underground city in the Matrix movies? Zion is correct. Question number two. By last name, who is the last U.S. president alphabetically? Uh, Not Washington. The last president alphabetically. Yes, by last name. <laughs> you would think. Uh, Anyone else? Uh, give, give, give us a second. Give us a second. <laughs> I will say that uh, not only does it come after Washington, but <laughs> no, both no. the first and last name come after Washington. And it's alliterative. I only have one name in my mind, and it can't be that one. It just can't be. <laughs> no, it can't be, because I always have the one awkward out there president, and I know it's not him. <laughs> it should be hard. It should be pretty easy to tell if it is or isn't. <laughs> oh, I have it. Rachel. Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson. It is. I was thinking William Henry Harrison. It's always William yeah. Henry Harrison. <laughs> my the, the like neurons in my brain to yeah. history class have never been accessed since then. And yeah, so right. uh, it was a little slow going there. Uh, he started the precursor to the United Nations, to the League of Nations, helped end the First World War. He, he did a lot, actually. <laughs> Pretty good. The neurons in my mind for history are the only ones that are reliable. <laughs> so. All right. Question number three. Uh, this one's an exciting one because we came up with it at Trivia on Tuesday when Rachel was away. So Winning. we specifically, yeah, me and uh, a friend Journey specifically said, don't bring it up in front of Rachel because this one's going in the next show. So question number three. What breed of dog was Toto from The Wizard of Oz? Uh, not a Yorkie. 
It's close. This one may What's, be a tough I, one. I have what? Rachel. Was he a Westie? Uh, not a Westie. Or um, a... Yeah, oh, I was going to say, was I feel a, like he's oh, a Terrier, a Scottish can Terrier. Can I try again? Uh, do you have anything? Since you haven't gone yet. I mean, I would say a Scottish Terrier, but... Uh, not Scottish Terrier. Rachel, go ahead. That, that's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, it, it is a Terrier. Like I said, uh, this one's yeah. kind of a tough one. It is a uh, Cairn Terrier. Oh, a what? A Cairn Terrier. <laughs> uh, I should know that. Which did look up and verify. It uh, looks quite like a Yorkie in my opinion, although I don't know my dog breeds all that well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the original Toto. All right. Question number four. In the children's PSA, take a bite out of crime is the motto of what trench coat wearing character? Scruff McGruff, the <laughs> crime dog. <laughs> and Mark, you grew up in Chicago area. Okay. Was that super big? as well oh, yeah, yeah yeah okay i know because you and Stu are both from illinois or yeah. from the area okay because even in oklahoma it was definitely i i very much remember scruff mcgruff chicago illinois <laughs> 60652 <laughs> yeah yeah scruff yeah McGruff. scruff mcgruff oh mcgruff Def- the crime dog and definitely i i was wasn't a thing growing up. really <laughs> Wait, really? Is this like an instance of the what? Mandela effect? Interesting. Because I remember that song. I, like, it's, it's been it's buried Scruff in my McGruff. head. Yeah, yeah, it is Scruff McGruff, the crime dog. So what, he just carries on the family name? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Dog ears are much, much shorter than human ears, so. I was but watching... more important... Yeah, yes. I, I was watching a commercial of it like on YouTube, like one of the PSAs, and it's kind of weird. Like it is like a dog, and then these other people who are like, "We're gonna go into this dark alleyway," and then there's one of them who's like, "No, I don't think that's a good idea," and then they go and there's like a bunch of bully middle school kids who want to fight them. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's oddly dark for commercials. Because <laughs> you know you got to look out for those seventh graders; they might <laughs> kick your ass or something. <laughs> But Scruff McGruff, so two points to Mark. Uh, question number five. If somebody has hypertrichosis, they have a condition giving them a lot of what? Uh, not sweat. Not sweat. Stew. Yeah. Hypertrichosis, stew. Lots of spit? Not, not spit. As I spit it, and stumble over my words trying to say that. Can you repeat the question? Yes. If somebody has hypertrichosis, they have a condition giving them a lot of what? Hypertrichosis. I don't know how you figure out the etymology of this word. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to break down. Um. (laughs) Triceratopsis, to be exact. I have no idea. Uh, Hypertrichosis is a person with a lot of hair. Oh. Yeah. They look like Teen Wolf. <laughs> oh, poor people. Yeah. Nice. All right. Question number six. Final question of the round. 
Regan, Cordelia, and Goneril are the daughters of which work by Shakespeare? Oh. Not Macbeth. Regan, Cordelia, and Goneril. It's, um, 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 oh. Stew. Oh, Stew. Um, Midsummer Night's Dream? Not Summer Night's Dream. That's Shakespeare, though, right? Yeah, I think so. Rachel? Is it Julius Caesar? It's not Julius Caesar. Uh, yeah. It's not Hamlet. Is it? Br- one, one more for Stu. Yeah. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Not Romeo and Juliet. Can, can I try another? Yes. Final, final guess. Is it um, The Merchant of Venice? It is not The Merchant of Venice. Rachel, this is my favorite Shakespeare play of all time. It's King Lear. I haven't read oh. it. <laughs> Regan, Cordelia, and Goneril are the three daughters of King Lear. And I, you should read it. It's quite good. I figured you wouldn't go out and, and do one that would have been obvious to me. Uh, clearly. <laughs> 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 All right. That's the end of round one. All right. Round number two should be quite a fun one. It is Chicago famous names and locations. So I have some famous names of people from the Chicago area. Uh, <laughs> Uh, not John Belushi. Uh, I'm going to give you a summary of this person. Uh, you will recognize them probably more from, uh, other parts than their name itself. Um, but I guess it's worth two points. Uh, I'm not expecting you to necessarily know like extraneous first names or anything like that, but, uh, all of these will be very well recognizable, uh, should be to all of you. So. Question number one, described by Marshall Field as, quote, the greatest merchant in the United States, John G. was one of Chicago's major philanthropists, providing $3 million in the 1920s to build what is today his namesake, a compliment to the Field Museum founded by his original boss in 1871. Can I? John G. Can I go ahead? Yeah. The Shed? Is Shed. John G. Shed. Oh. Uh, from now, what is the Shed Aquarium? You see where we're Just, going with this? Yeah. <laughs> John Belushi Aquarium <laughs> Magnificent. <laughs> yeah. If you Actually, you should just keep on that train of thought. You are so right. You are so right. Please do. <laughs> Which is actually kind of cool because he uh, basically became very wealthy as a merchant in Chicago and as a philanthropist gave a lot of money. But actually his first job in arriving... Uh, in Chicago was with Marshall Field, who's the namesake for the Field Museum. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that at all. All right, question number two. Named for the patriarch, Rudy first founded this cornerstone of Chicago in 1971 after 30 years of slinging this famous food for the family business with deep roots. Oh, pick me. Rachel. Is it Lou Malnati's? It's Lou Malnati. The Patriarch, the son, originally started uh, Pizzeria Uno, and I believe the son started the, the name Lou Malnati's Pizza, slinging pizzas for 30 years. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number three. 
Born during the Civil War, he moved to Chicago at the age of 30 to make soap, gum, and baking powder before moving on to oh, hotels. Oh, Rachel got there first. Wrigley. Wrigley. <laughs> before moving, I live by yep. that shit. <laughs> before moving on to hotels, steamships, and greater enterprises, eventually buying a minority stake in the team that still plays in his namesake location to this day. That would be William Wrigley Jr. of Wrigley Gum and now the namesake of Wrigley Field. It's actually really cool. I mean, it's a little bit of a drive for me. Um, But if you drive past the factory, like a three mile radius around it just smells like bubble gum. (laughs) I love it. Like, I'm not even kidding you. It's awesome. That sounds amazing. All right. Question number four. Born and raised just outside of Chicago, Max was a concert violinist turned VP of the original Sears company. He helped create this namesake of his, dedicating it as the, quote, classroom under the heavens, which in 1930 was the first of its kind in the Western Hemisphere. It is Adler. Oh, nice job. Max Adler, the planetarium. I knew it was the planetarium, but I couldn't even think of the name of it. Yeah. I think a very similar concept where he grew up in Chicago, again, was VP of Sears, made a lot of money, retired to then kind of be a beneficiary of some of this stuff. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, we'll be talking about Bill Gates doing this stuff. He already is. Right. I guess that's true. <laughs> All right. Question number Wait. five. Named after this former first lady of the city who passed of cancer in 2011. This location still offers oh, a garden. Pick me. Rachel. In the Maggie Daly. Is Maggie Daly. Uh, this location still offers a garden to honor cancer survivors within the centrally located Millennium Park. Nice job. All right. Question number six. Last question of the round. Butch was the Navy's first flying ace and became the first ever, ever naval recipient of the Medal of Honor. After being killed in combat in 1945, his name was later suggested to replace that of Chicago's Orchard Depot to pay tribute to his bravery. So, nickname Butch. First Na- Navy's first flying ace, first naval recipient of the Medal of Honor. His name was suggested to replace that of Chicago's Orchard Depot. What is an Orchard Depot? <laughs> uh, yeah, that would certainly help. Uh, yeah, Chicago's Orchard Depot, which uh, is certainly a name you would recognize today. Uh, and I will say, yeah, sure. Uh, Butch was the Navy's first flying ace and became the first ever naval recipient of the Medal of Honor after being killed in combat in 1945. His name was later suggested to replace that of Chicago's Orchard Depot to pay tribute to his bravery. Yeah. And there are, uh, there is iconic symbolism and statues and stuff in this area, uh, models of it. I have no idea. Yeah, okay. I've got nothing for this one. Okay. Uh, the flying. And then the flying would definitely be a dead giveaway. Uh, it was the Orchard Depot, uh, one of the Chicago's originally original airports, which later became Edward O'Hare. Oh, it's in the oh. O'Hare Airport. 
All right. Good job, everyone. Uh, astounding job to Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, four questions there. It's okay. This one may this one may go in your favor a little bit. Uh, question number three, or sorry, round number three is song lyrics in mythology. So I'm bringing up a few uh, popular songs, uh, rock songs throughout you know the last 20 years or so. Uh, that their lyrics themselves are uh, inspired by mythology and certain people within them. So I'm going to read a snippet of the lyrics, and you have to tell me what the uh, the mythological deity, human, whatever it is that is coming from that. You don't necessarily have to tell me the song. Uh, you just need to tell me who it is about uh, mythologically. Okay, cool. let's do this. Make sense? I, I just <laughs> want to be Mark. I will happily support Stu winning, but Mark, you've won so many. <laughs> you know, right. Honestly, I don't think it's possible at this point. So, <laughs> All right. Question number one. Uh, this one should be a pretty easy one to start out with. Uh, we come from the land of the ice and snow. Stu. <laughs> Stu. Vikings. Uh, or like, uh, well. Specific mythological... Uh, all right, this is a good this is a good template question. <laughs> Looking for a a specific person. Every one of these is a single specific person. Oh, come from the land of the ice and snow, from the midnight sun, where the hot springs flow. Hammer the hammer of the gods. Drive our ships to new lands to fight the hordes and sing and cry. Valhalla, I am coming home. Uh. Referencing Thor, that is Led Zeppelin's immigrant song. All right, question number two. Uh, this one may be a little bit tricky, but again, you're you're basing the lyrics off of. Uh, you're looking for a single okay. person slash god slash whatever. Yeah. All right. I am fierce and I am mighty. Don't you mess with me. You don't want to fight me. All right, you know that I'm magical. I am the original. Uh, and maybe I'll give you a clue that this is a uh, female-driven song. I am fierce and I'm feeling mighty. Don't you mess with me. You don't want to fight me. You know that I'm magical. I am the original. This one is probably the toughest one of the round. Uh, not Cleopatra. It's a good guess. Rachel. Rachel. Athena. Uh, not Athena. Also a very good guess. Oh, can I take another? Or wait, I'll wait for Stu. Yeah. Uh, is it... Oh, God. Is it Tara? Uh, not Tara. Can I take a guess? Yeah, one more, Rach. Is it Hera? Uh, it's not Hera. So it's definitely pulling the best that you can with song lyrics. Uh, but it is uh, Aphrodite. And it is Kylie, Kylie Minogue's Aphrodite. It was going to be. If it wasn't Hera or Athena, it, it, the next one down the line is Aphrodite. Yeah. Like I said, that was a pretty tough one. Um, all right, question number three. There is no promise with safety. 
with these secondhand wings, but I'm willing to find out what impossible means. Oh, Climb to the Stoop. heavens. Yeah, Rachel. It's Icarus. It's Icarus. Climb to the heavens on feathers and dreams because the melting point of wax means nothing to me. Uh, this is one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, this is Thrice and the melting point of wax. Which is a song about Icarus. Yeah, Nice job, Rage. Okay, question number four. Human prey, no swords or armor shield you from your fate. Wicked smile, full of lies. Head of snakes. Approach her, but don't look in her oh, eyes. Uh. That's Medusa. <laughs> that is uh, Anthrax, the 80s thrash metal band Anthrax with the song Medusa. All right. Question number five. How his naked ears were tortured by the sirens singing sweetly. Oh, pick for me. the sparkling Rachel. So Odysseus. Uh, yeah, Odyssey. Yeah, Odysseus, the Odyssey. For the sparkling waves are calling you to touch their white laced lips. That is from. That is the uh, tales of brave. Ulysses from the band Cream. All right. Number six, final question. This one's a little tough too, but I think you guys can get this one. To seek the man whose pointing hand the giant step unfolds. So fast the heart should beat as proud the head with heavy feet. Yeah, I know the way. Oh, I know the way. Uh, not Atlas, although that's a very good guess. You're going to have to repeat it for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will say that, again, you're pulling as much data pieces out from song lyrics is difficult, but uh, there are hints in here, I think. Uh, to seek the man whose pointing hand the giant step unfolds, so fast the heart should beat, as proud the head with heavy feet. Yeah, I know the way. Oh, I know the way. Um, um, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm just trying to get the name. Um, actually, um, this is specifically like mythology based, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, this is squarely a uh, yeah, very much so a, somebody you would recognize from, uh, I believe, Greek mythology. Sounds Greek. Although, don't quote me on that. <laughs> it, no, it, it makes a really big difference. To me. Um, I know it does. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll take I'll take a guess. All right, Z Zeus. Uh, not Zeus. Okay. I have no idea. So. Okay. Uh. I want to see if I can tease out any more details, but there's just not quite enough in the lyrics. I think uh, it is Achilles. Yeah, 
is from Led Zeppelin's Achilles Last Stand. Uh, pulling in another Led Zeppelin song because they reference all of mythology. Yeah. All right, that's the end of the third round. A tough one, but one that I think was pretty fun. At least it was fun to, to research and write. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. All right, round four. Uh, final round of the game. This one will be uh, a new take on, a, on an old classic. It is a family feud style. So I have five questions that would be... Uh, Something like name something that is in your glove box and then you know, hundred people answer top five answers are on the board. I, we're going to go in turns. I'm going to give uh, one person the question. You're going to give your best answer. Uh, if you get the number one answer on the board, you'll get two points. Uh, if not, then the next person in line gets a chance to answer. Uh, if they get the first point, or if they get the number one answer, they'll get a point. Uh, it'll then go to the third person. And whoever has the highest answer on the board will get one point. That makes sense. Okay. All right, we'll cool. start with Rachel. Name a place where you would find yourself watching the clock. Class. Class or school is number two on the board. Work is number one. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, I, I would have said school. Uh, okay, number two. Uh, we will go to Stu. Stu, name something for which you would get a warranty. Uh, like, like household appliance? Uh, appliance is number five oh. on the list. Uh, Rachel? A car. Oh. Number or car is number one on the board with really? fifty-four. Yeah. Car warranty. Nice job. Oh yeah, yeah. So we'll go back to question number one. Name a place where you'd find yourself watching the clock, uh, work, school, place of worship, doctor's office, and airport. Yeah, like what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting to get to the lunch line. All right. Uh, question number two, which we had just done. Name something for which you get a warranty. Uh, car was number one. Then TV, watch, computer, and appliance. I mean, TVs do still break. Like, without you doing anything to them. So. Yeah. All right. The question number three. Uh, name a hobby whose participants are also called geeks. Geeks in quotations. Uh, video games is number three on the list. Uh, Stu? Like Dungeons and Dragons or board games? Um, not on the list. The hell? Uh, Rachel, name a hobby whose participants are also called geeks. Books. Not Books is not on the board. <laughs> Uh, you have chess, which is number one. Yeah. You have. I would yeah. I would group that with the board game. You yeah. have. <laughs> I think it's a little different. Is checkers number two? <laughs> no. <laughs> you have chess geeks. You have computer geeks. You have video game geeks. You have math geeks, and then you have band geeks. 
would would like especially because hey, you guys the, do computer stuff for a living. So right. blame the hundred people surveyed. That's true. All right, so this one goes to Stu. Okay. Stu, question number four. Name something kids are taught about Abe Lincoln. And that he freed the slaves. Uh, I will put abolitionist as that is number four. Fucking really? Rachel, name something kids are taught about Abe Lincoln. Oh my Lincoln god. In a log cabin. Uh, that is not on the board. What? That was like the first thing we ever learned. <laughs> Name something kids are taught about Abe Lincoln. Beard is number five. So <laughs> Stu so, goes on the board. Stu is on point. the board with one oh point. Oh my God. All right. Name something <laughs> kids are taught about Abe Lincoln. Number one, he is the president. Oh my. Oh my. That was easy. That was. Talking to kids. Uh, number two is Honest Abe. Number three, he is tall. Number four, abolitionist. All right, Rachel, you get question number five. Tell me something that would get you thrown out of most bars. I'm purposefully drinking underage. Uh, being underage is number five. <laughs> oh, come on. Getting in a fight, the number one answer. <laughs> With 45 answer or with 45 people saying getting in a fight, number two, drinking too much, number three, not paying, number four, stripping, number five, being underage. All right. And Stu, you get the last question. Name a type of hat that you don't see many people wear in real life. Top hat. Top hat is the number one answer. Nice. Nice job. Three points. Uh, top hat, cowboy hat, fedora, straw hat, and beret. Lots of berets. Or just Mythbusters. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the end of the game. Knowing her Chicago names really pulled her through. Which is surprising because I'm not from Chicago. <laughs> so You're talking to a... a- yeah, you're talking to a suburbs kid here, <laughs> born in cornfields, so the city yeah. is a foreign place to me. I guess big buildings <laughs> named after, yeah, named it's after history. people is a little more esoteric. But it's great job, guys. Stuff sticks. You can find our website at thingsigotwrong.com, and if you have trivia topic ideas of your own, you can email them to us at thingsigotwrong at gmail.com. Thanks again. This was super fun. Uh, And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye, everybody.